0: Hello and welcome to the Rambling Runner podcast. I'm your host, Matt and This is the podcast for all the dedicated amateur runners out there who are working hard to get better while balancing running with the rest of their lives. Really excited for today's episode with Dino Nozella. What an awesome guy. He has worked really hard to get back from some really hard times during COVID, losing loved ones, having his Uh, Small business really put on hold. He lives up in Toronto and they had some um, pretty restrictive um, COVID guidelines up there and and not getting political, but just the way it was. They had overall, he had basically 10 months where his business was shuttered and it's tough. It's a tough thing. And he's come back and bounced back from, uh, from a DNF to have an unbelievable marathon at age 48. What an incredible story that is. Before we get into it, I just want to highlight I can't believe it. It's here. The California International Marathon is this weekend, and I have just an amazing list of live show guests going into the weekend. My goodness, this, this is the best part of the job for me is, like, seeing... Um, These people come out and um, having the opportunity to talk to such great people in a live show setting is just the best. So Friday night is from four to six o'clock. We have Tim Tollefson, Elena Tab, Julia Griffey, and John Levitt on Friday night. That's three of the best runners in America. And John, who's been a uh, guest on this podcast, he's a guest or the host, I should say, on the For the Long Run podcast and a a good friend of mine. So that's four o'clock with Tim Tollefson, 430 with Elena Tab, uh, five o'clock with julia griffey both elaine and julia have a very good chance uh, of being on the podium at the california international marathon and at 5 30 with john levitt all of this is at the expo and on saturday again at the expo where we'll be there from three to five o'clock so four to six on friday three to five on saturday and this is three o'clock with allison desir with Kafuzi Mike Ko. We have 3.40 with Jess Mena. 4 o'clock with Ashley Paulson. And 4.30 with Peter Bromka. My goodness, what a great list. I can't wait for this. This is going to be so much fun. Head over to the expo. Uh, Also, the listing for all the live shows will be in the show notes. Also, I'll be posting them on Instagram. So many good things. I just cannot wait. Now, let's get into it. My conversation with Dino Nocella. Hello, Dino, and welcome to this show. Hey, Matt, good to be here. Oh, I'm so excited to have you on. That's for sure. So you are here by popular demand, as people reaching out. Like you got to get Dino on the show.
1: <laughs> that's good to hear. It's good to hear.
0: And I'll say, it's, and you're you're born and raised Toronto, Canada. You're still in that area. Well, yep. I have to say, these we're not Canadians who said this. This is people outside oh. of the 905.
1: Oh, nice. That's impressive. <laughs>
0: yeah, for sure. And hey there's a lot of reasons, as I mentioned, I already said this in the intro before we got got into this, we're going to, we'll dive back and not do this completely chronologically, but we do definitely want to talk about um, how the last three or four years have been for you because they've been, you know, challenging for sure. sure. And for I sure. think that for, they've been challenging for a lot of people. Um, and I think hearing uplifting stories about people going through hard times um, can really be motivating and inspiring, especially for people who are going through tough times, um, whether, you know, no matter the no matter the reason, whether it's COVID sure. related or some other reason, and I think that there's um, a lot of um, a lot of territory there for us to cover that I think could help a lot of people, especially seeing what you've kind of done since then. With that said, we have to start with what just happened. Congratulations <laughs> on your marathon, Dino! <laughs> Thanks,
1: brother. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank so you. So
0: tell so tell the people about how just just generally speaking, like what 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 you ran and the race you ran, and then uh will just give us a little elevator pitch. We'll dive into it a little bit.
1: Yeah. So I. Um, it was a, October, I guess. It would have been middle of October. And it, it was the um, Toronto uh, Waterfront uh, Marathon. Uh, I, I finished. It was a uh, 3.29. I'm not even going to remember the seconds. I'm so bad with that stuff. But 3.29. So just kind of sub 3.30. Um, so I, you know what? I was I was pleased. It's, I actually don't have a, a ton of experience when it comes down to the marathon. It's actually my only – it's my second that I finished. I had a, an unfortunate – um race earlier on in the year that uh, caused me to pull out um so it's my second one because through the pandemic i did a ton of running but there was nothing happening so i wasn't really a guy that was gonna venture into a virtual marathon that wasn't my kind of thing so uh but no it was good i had a huge pb for my first one. First one was an interesting marathon to say the least yeah i came very i would say unprepared for the first one um a, I know a lot better. of people
0: are shaking their heads when they hear that including <laughs> uh, yours truly.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So I I didn't I probably didn't respect the distance as I probably should have. Um but yeah, second time around a little bit better. Um third time and and probably fourth time I expect uh, much much bigger things and I'll get there it's just a matter of time. You got to put in the work, right? I I've realized that more and more over the last couple that there, there, You really can't cut any corners, man. You, you know, you think you can and you think, ah, I'm good. Maybe I, I don't have to take this run today. But you do. If you really want to get to a certain level, you really, you got to put it, you got to be in 100%. And uh, so no, I was, I was very happy. It was um, not quite what I wanted, but uh, much, much better than it was the first time. So
0: for sure. Well, let's dive back into the marathon you had earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. You had some, a, a really great post about this, um, just talking about your 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 instant reactions, right? It's like the hour yep. or two after the race. So it was a race that didn't go well for you. You, you, yes. um, you had to pull out of the race, as you mentioned. So before we get into what happened at the race, how did you feel um, leading into that marathon in terms of how your training was going and maybe some of your expectations heading
1: into that weekend? So I had a good, generally, I had a pretty good cycle. Um, I was probably, you know, I probably didn't hit the, my peak kilometers that I would have liked, let's say, you know, but I I overall had a great cycle. I was healthy going into the race. I felt strong. Um, So I think I was, I was going for something like a 315, I think at that point, that was what I was, uh, what I was aiming for. Um, and I did, I, I actually, I started the start line. I felt fantastic. I felt great. The body felt good. Didn't have any issues as you usually do sometimes, you know, coming closer to race day. So I didn't have any anxiety about, you know, any tweaks or any issues that I've had muscle issues or that kind of stuff. I felt great. Um, and then it was, yeah it was just more kind of during the race where as, as it often does it's you know, you start to feel the body change. So for me, it was more at, at the, um, I would say probably, I don't remember now exactly. It was probably around just before the half mark where I was going and I started to feel something happening in my right leg, in my hamstring, which I've never had any issues with my hamstring, fortunately. So I figured, as most of us, you know, you keep running, you figure, okay, it's probably going to go away. You'll be all right. You'll be all right. And then, unfortunately, it just kept getting worse, got worse and worse and worse. Um, Let, Let me stop you right there. Yeah. You mentioned
0: going into it, you were healthy. You yep. had never even had something like this happen before. Yes. So yep. after that initial kind of tweak, when you're like, you can, it's easy to write off it, like in the beginning, right? We've all had those moments where we thought sure. we are injured, but now nah, we're fine, right? Let's keep going. Um, once it started to percolate a little bit and you're like, all right, no, this is actually something. Right. And still, again, you've, you'd run a number of miles, a number of kilometers at that point, but it was still fairly early in the race. We're talking before the halfway point. Yes. What what was your what was going on in your mind um, emotionally and mentally um, when this is starting to to pop up? Because it's not a reoccurring
1: injury that you're trying to manage. This was a whole new thing. Right. So that's what was interesting for me, because if it was something reoccurring, I would probably would have had a little bit more anxiety because I would have felt like, you know, it's something maybe I'm re injuring or something that's kind of flaring up because it was. Uh, something I've never had before. I was, you know, oftentimes, I, I don't know, listen, I'm not a young guy anymore, I get that too. So when I run, man, I can have an easy run and, you know, i get these little tweaks and I'm running and I feel this little pain and, you know, usually I push through it and it goes away and it's not a big deal. So I really thought it was something like that. I didn't think it was anything major because I'd never had any other issues. Um, but this time, I, like I said, it started to get a little bit there. So once it started to get a little bit more I guess stronger you would say that the feeling was a little bit more painful. Then I started to get a little bit more nervous because I knew I had about halfway to go. I mean, if it was, you know, towards the end, you know, you kind of fight through it. It's, it's one thing. Um, I was very fortunate. I had quite a few friends of mine along the course that were kind of following us um, with the car or following me anyways, with the car and bike. Um, So that, that really helped to, you know, just have somebody there to kind of encourage you. But um, when it flared up really, really bad, um, I just, I, I, I couldn't push it any further. I knew it was, I knew it was something that was probably going to end my day. I had a friend of mine on, on course that was able to come out and, um, kind of work on my hamstring as I was going, I went down on the ground and he was trying to loosen it up. But I, you know what, I, I lost a lot of time. Um, one of my other friends who was there was, is, uh, is a physician. Uh, so I, you know, I take his, uh, opinion seriously and you know it was one of those things i had to make that decision i lost the time i wasn't going to get what i was going to get i knew i had halfway to go so you start to kind of is it worth it is it something that you know i can get to a point where i'm going to have some serious damage to it you know is it just a strain or is it gonna be a tear is what i was worried about so uh you you make it was it was tough at that point i was just mortified i know it sounds dramatic but i was i I was remember thinking just you know when you feel so good at the beginning, um, and then it ends so poorly—not even at the end, but halfway—it was—it uh, was, yeah, it was a tough day for sure.
0: Now talk to me about after the race. Cause I know I, I read your post, so I know some yeah. of the, the mental gymnastics you had. And when you have these things that pop up that are just so random, it can be just so hard to put them in context and to even say like, "All right, like if this is going to happen." Like you know if i can't even come close to predicting how my body's going to react during this like that can be an incre- incredibly frustrating place to be uh
1: you know what it is and i think a lot of it too is initially i would say i mean i was upset i had my uh, my family at the at the finish line and so you know i called them up i said listen it's 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 not happening i'm going to go home my buddy drove me home um and you know you go obviously through a sulking period which i i totally do um but you know it, it's it's funny cuz i don't consider myself that i mean i'm into social media but uh, you know not that big of a deal but you really start to think of that as well i i I never thought it would pop in my mind but you really start to think i remember thinking to myself like dude you're such a loser i can't you know you post all this stuff online you know you i just felt like a failure there was no other way of putting it like i remember just feeling just uh it was the first time in my life that i just you know dnf and um i raced a lot as a kid stopped in my middle ages I've never had a race in my life that I didn't finish so and and to be honest I've had some pretty bad races. my first marathon i I literally dislocated my knee and still finished and this time here i just I just couldn't do it. it was terrible so for me i, I there was almost a level of embarrassment sadly to say I know it's probably being dramatic, but you know you got your I had my kids right that uh you know you keep telling them you go through this stuff in life when you're a father talking to your kids about. Don't quit, don't quit. You know, try your best. Um, and I just, I did. I, I, I almost felt like I left, let everybody else down. Not that I do it for them. I also do it for myself. But you go through this almost mourning. I guess may, again, I know it sounds dramatic, but. Um, that's the way I felt. It was I, I, I really did felt. I mean, I remember driving home thinking, you know what, man, I'm gonna shut down my IG account. This is crazy. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm getting offline. I swear to God, I'm gonna stick to jogging like three days a week. I was done with running for yeah, probably about an hour, and then all of a sudden, you start to kind of realize like you, you really gotta focus on the positive things um, that came out of that cycle. And I had one of the best cycles I ever had, like in, in the sense of having fun. I had a great cycle. The guys I run with on a, on a weekly basis are, are absolutely fantastic. So, you know, in the end, you, you got to take it uh, take it as a loss and move on, right? Yeah, so let's talk about the positives,
0: right? Because mm-hmm. you did bounce back, and as you just said, like you had, you just finished a really yep. good marathon cycle, yep. obviously, because you had a really good marathon, right? I mean, sure. you, can have a very good, you can have a good marathon cycle and not have a great marathon, but yes. you can't have a great marathon if you didn't at least have a good marathon yes. cycle. Right? Very, like, very, very there's a lot of ways to not have a great marathon. There's only yes. one way to have a really good one, and that's to yes. have a really good marathon cycle, and usually two or three kind of stacked on top of each other. So right. what were some of the positives that once you kind of had like, you know, let some of the emotions out and you're able to collect yourself and then look back on that time. What were some of the positives that you took from it?
1: So I, I learned a lot. And again, I don't have a, a lot of experience. Like for for Mississauga, that was actually going to be my second marathon. So I don't have a lot of experience um, at this distance. I'm, I'm still learning a lot as I go uh, You know, along. Um, when I was younger, there was a lot of, you know, 5Ks and under. That's kind of what I stuck to. So with this, uh, you know, I definitely realized that I learned a lot. Again, the guys I I run with, um, you know, I've really created some really special friendships uh, through running, uh, which I consider myself very fortunate for. Um, It just, those are the big things that I kind of took out of it. Like, you know, if I stopped, I wouldn't have these type of things. So much of my life is tied to running these days. Um, So, you know, overall, I knew I got to a much, compared to my first marathon, I know I became a much, much better runner, regardless of the result. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I guess that, that would be the big thing, just the people that I kind of were, was able to surround myself with through the running community. Um, and, you know, I, listen, there's a physical aspect as well. I got myself into you know, much better shape than I did before. That's always a positive. So there really was a lot of uh, great lessons that I took from it, um, which did, to be honest, help me. In October, in the in the last marathon that uh, that I just finished, so so what is like the social
0: aspect for you uh, from a running perspective? Whether that's you know it, not, not even like the digital side, because it seems like you're talking about more the in person side. So like sort yes. of like running groups and, and whether it's just friends you're meeting yep. up with. Like, what does it look like for you generally speaking, and how does it manifest itself on like a, a day to day, week to
1: week basis? So I was always a runner, a, a solo runner. I never ran with anybody else ever. And, um, and I, and this is almost my entire life when I was younger was one thing, but you know, at that age, everybody's social. Um, after that, I was solo 100%. I had guys that would always, you know, bring up, Hey, why don't we go for a run? And, you know, even this is when I would usually just kind of do it casually and unstructured and wasn't training for any particular race. Um, I was just, uh, no, nah, I, I, I think it was almost probably a lack of confidence to be honest as well. I just felt like I, I didn't know if I was worthy to run with some of these guys. Right. And, um. I don't know, I, I, that changed a lot. So over the over the course of the last couple of years, um, I've really brought in a lot of people into my circle that I, uh, it was hard for me initially, but now I've really embraced it. So that's a huge, huge thing that has changed for me over the course of the last, I guess, couple of years. So the group that I, the guys that I run with now, uh, there's a whole slew of them. And now, you know, I've, I've done a lot of that, where probably thanks to IG as well, but... Um, you know, when some of these guys do these, like, little fun runs and stuff like that, I've showed up by myself, which I would have never done years ago. I, I just wasn't that guy, and uh, I've, I think, become that guy now, which is interesting, right? So I kind of started running on my own uh, for myself, but I think I'm continuing it also for the community now. So that's really had a huge impact on me, which has been great. Like, I'm not – listen, man, I'm not anything special when it comes down to running. I'm I, totally an average guy that way, but um, – yeah, you, know, you just feel like you're really part of something. And, and I, I always said that that's the, the beauty of the running community, right?
0: This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg.
1: In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. All
0: right, so how did the that group that you mentioned? How did that, that group that community um, kind of help bring you back into like your marathon cycle after? The DNF and, and what were some of the interactions you had with those people? Because obviously they knew what your goals were going into the race. They certainly knew your right. fitness level, and I'm guessing they probably could also understand where you're coming from post race. Because you know a lot of people have races that don't quite go their way.
1: So again, I'll, whether it was online or the immediate group that I run with, um, the guys that I run with, the immediate group that I run with are incredible runners. A lot of them are former elite runners back in their day um so they have a ton of history you know and experience in this uh in this uh distance so to be honest all of them have have been through something like this that was a big thing as well so you know everybody reached out everybody was so kind um same thing with online i I, you know sometimes you don't even realize how many of these people that are following your account sometimes and I, i i was just flooded with just incredible messages from people um after that day um And again, when you go through something, you know, like that, let's say, and you get this response from people. And again, the kind words I had from so many people, how do you leave? Like you just, you know, honestly, I mean, some of these people I've never met a day in my life. But if you read some of these messages, you know, for someone to sit there and craft this message and take the time to, you know, write not one or two, three lines. I mean, like, just like, almost a story of, you know, their experience and just kind of enlightening me on what they went through. You know, you realize very, very quickly, number one, you're not alone. Uh, this has happened to many, many people. Um, and you just feel, again, like, you know, you fell, but there's a ton of people there to kind of pick you up. And I and I I think for most runners, we find that, you know, with any uh, race that we do, whether it's the, the marathon distance or not, there's always somebody there to kind of help support you. The group that I run with is absolutely fantastic. We went for a race shortly after, or a run shortly after that, um and that entire run where where them you know just kind of building me back up in a way and uh and that's huge i I mean it you know you really i always say like you know if you can friends are great i got a lot of friends of mine that don't run so i don't want to put these guys down because i'll never hear the end of it but you know you're running friends are something special there's just something about it we get what we're all kind of you know trying to achieve everyone's got their own goals their own um but there's just something special about a lot of the people that you run with, you know, you spend a lot of time with them. I, my the, my guys that I do my run, long runs with, you know, you're you're spending two hours every Sunday just talking about everything in the world, right? You're solving the world's problems. You hear about their families. You hear about you know all kinds of the good and the bad. Um, you know, it's 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 something I think it brings you know people much much closer. So that was huge. I, I think that was the biggest thing that made me decide. All right, I'm probably stick around on IG for a little bit and keep running, right? Yeah, and it's, it's interesting
0: that you did. So when you had um, that initial experience, was like, I'm done. <laughs> I'm yeah. not going to do this anymore. Yeah. How, many, how many times have we all gone through that oh, sort of experience? Yeah. That's for yeah. sure. 100%. So when did you actually sign up for the, the, the uh, recent
1: Toronto Marathon? Uh, honest to God, I think it was probably two days after. It <laughs> was right after, because, you know, that's what I, mean. I have a, such a short memory. I, you know, it's funny. I say this to my wife. I compare myself with a lot of women that are out there that goes through childbirth. You know, you say, if you remember these things, you never have another kid. And I'm kind of like that with my racing, man. You know, it was a terrible day. I remember sitting there being in so much pain, uh, even while I was signing up for my next race. I wasn't better. I was still, you know, my hamstring was killing me. And I remember sitting there, and I'm looking at this, and what can I get into to the fall? And then I remember hitting, you know, the whole, you know, whatever, submitting your, uh, you know, whatever, uh, race fees and all that sort of stuff. Thinking like, you know, again, for a moment you think like, why am I doing this again? Why would you want to do- – I'm not getting paid for this. Why am I doing this? But there, that, that's the that's the addiction that we have, right? That's that's something that just keeps kind of pulling you back, right? Absolutely. And do you find that you
0: – again, every day is different. So I don't want to paint right. to too broad of a brush here. Mm-hmm. But do you see yourself – skewing more towards like when you run is to like overcome a challenge or to get the most out of yourself and stuff like that. Or do you find yourself more towards the side of things that are like, okay, this is like good for like my mental health. Like this is like the, the time of day where I'm able to be by myself and it's relaxing. Obviously I push hard, but right. it's kind of more of like the, the determined
1: side versus more of the, Hey, this is good for me. This is good for my well being side. So I'm kind of, a, I would say I'm kind of a mix, but there's no question. Um, I've said this many times. If I've never had to run another race, um, I'd still continue running the way I do. So the running to me is not necessarily just about the races. I know for a lot of people that is the case. For me, it's not. Um, it's why I've kind of always kept it up, not as serious maybe as I am now. But you know, o- over the years, I've always kind of kept it up. So there's no question that there's a um, uh, the mental on, on the mental health side of things. It's it's a big deal for me. I um, anytime I've had anything tough in my life that pops up um, it's the running that kind of helps me get through that. I, I know it's, I know we all say that, but it, it is, I can't tell you how true it is for me. Um, you know, I've, again, we briefly discussed this, but you know, COVID was a tough time in a lot of ways for many of us. And I went through my own challenges um, during that. Um, and I, I flat out say if I didn't have my running I would have been in a very dark place, and I know that sounds dramatic, but it's um it's true like it just um it was my escape it was my time to myself i 'm a dreamer when I run like I am so bad that way like I can get lost in my own neighborhood man i i there's times i 'm running and I got no idea how you know if I, sometimes i don't look at my watch I got no idea how long i 've been running for, what street i 'm on like I tend to be very my mind just escapes. And I think I need that in certain times, especially when you're stressed out. So for me, that's a, probably the biggest part, but I do have that competitive side. So there's a lot of things I want in this distance to achieve that I'm not there yet, but I, I will get there in, in time. Right. So,
0: all right, let's dive into the, the COVID years. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously I know and who was still getting COVID, but you know, the, the initial sure. 18 month to two year burst. Um, let's, I guess, talk about the professional side for yeah, you. Tell sure. us what you do and, and how yeah. that was uh, impacted by COVID and, and kind of the effect that it had on, on you and your family. Sure,
1: so I, so I know you're in the States. It was a little different for us in Canada. I'm not getting political with this, but I mean uh, we we were shut down for a long time, much longer than a lot of other places. So in Ontario specifically, which is the province that I live in, um, I so I have a hair salon I, I've had for about 25 years um, and we were essentially shut down for a year like we could not like I just could not go to work now. So I know a lot of places I got friends of mine in Florida and stuff. And, you know, they had this kind of brief, let's say, shutdown and and that kind of stuff. And um, but, but for us, like our first shutdown, I think lasted, I think, about three, three and a half months, something like that. And then we had a second shutdown that was almost seven, which I for what I remember at the time, I I believe it was one of the longest shutdowns in the world. It was crazy. Um and so, I mean, my business was shut down for a year. So that has its own uh, challenges for sure. Um, not so much. I mean, I was, I've was i been very fortunate with my career. Um, and I've been there for a long, long time. So it wasn't so much of a thankfully worried about money type of thing. We were we were fine that way. But it just, uh, I've, I've started working at 19 years old, man. And I've, uh, I've never had probably more than three weeks off since then. So that's what I do. I I get up, I go to work. I, that's, that's kind of what I do It's what I enjoy. Uh, and that was kind of stripped from me for a long time. And I thrive with people. I, I, I like talking to my clients. I love my clients. I love my job. Um, and all of a sudden I was, you know, like, like many of us just kind of stuck at home. And as much as I had a great time with my wife and kids, it was a tough time that way. Um, and then unfortunately, so that was on the professional side, on a personal level, there, there, I just we just had a lot of, uh, when, especially when COVID first started. Um, I had quite a few friends and, and um, family that uh, you know was very very got very very ill and passed away, and and that was that was very very tough, especially you know those close ones that passed, and um, that was uh, I would say probably the worst time in my life where I just felt everything came kind of crashing to a halt together. It was the first time in my life where I felt professionally, I had no, you know, I usually forecast a lot of my business. I see where we're going to be in the next, you know, two, three, five years, whatever. I couldn't do any of that sort of stuff. I had no idea what was going on at that time. So that was tough. And then all of a sudden you saw this, you know, just this heartbreak when it came down to 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 the family. So it, it, was, it was very, very difficult. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm not really one to, I guess, express my feelings. I know a lot of the younger guys do these days and that's great. I you know, I I'm just not that guy. We just take your emotions, you you dig it down deep, you lock it away and you move on. Right. So
0: how do you I, come on a podcast and have a guy ask you about all your emotions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Sorry, cause, I feel bad. I'm like, this guy's no, telling he doesn't want to talk about this. And I'm asking. No, him to no, talk no
1: about I, it. it's not the case. I actually told you, man, I'm, I'm, I'm good with everything. Uh, I just, I, and you know, it's funny because my wife, who's always, you know, my biggest supporter, but she's always, you know, baby, you should, you should talk about this sort of stuff. I'm like, yeah, I don't talk about this stuff, but, it, it, it is important, I think, and I think so. I, I will give credit to a lot of the next, you know, the younger generations. Everyone seems to be very in touch with their emotions, which I think is a good thing. So I'm learning. Uh, but that aside, because I guess I'm limited on, on that. Again, it was the running that really helped me because uh, I had a lot of really dark days, I guess, especially uh, through the passing of people I know. Um, it, was, it was tough. And, I mean, and even with that during COVID, I mean, you couldn't spend time with the people you wanted to even after, let's say, going through a loss or going through a difficult time because you just weren't allowed. Here, it was very, very strict. Um, so it, it's interesting with COVID because I think depending on where you live, the experience was also very, very different. And so I, I will say we had a tough time here where I'm from. It was They were very, very strict. Um, and yeah, so it, that was very difficult. So running, honestly, I know it sounds dramatic, but truly, truly saved me. During that time, I had a ton of time to to run. I, I mean, I was in the best fitness of my life during COVID. So that was fantastic. I was able to go out once, twice, you know, a day because I had nothing else to do, right? So... Yeah. I was going to ask you about that
0: because, and, mm-hmm. and not to make it a leading question because it doesn't even have to be running related, but you know, the, the business isn't going great. And then all of a sudden your family's not going great and you have just a lot of negativity going on and you can't exactly see like light at the end of the tunnel, at least yeah. in the short term, like it all is kind of up in the air. Like who knows what's going to happen here. Sure. Um, that's a lot mentally and emotionally. Mm-hmm. So um, looking back, you know, what, Obviously, you you got through it because here you are. Yeah. Um. But you know, it it doesn't have it doesn't have to be a running answer. But what were just some of the ways that that you were able to kind of get through that? Um. And maybe there maybe it's the opposite. Maybe you look back and you say, Hey, that was really challenging. I should have maybe I should have done X, Y, Z differently. You know. Right. And, and you know, you can give yourself grace during that you know when if you if you reflect that way cuz obviously we don't we all try to do our best but um yeah just how how are you able to deal with that cuz that seems like an awful lot of
1: burden to carry so it, it was but again you know the support systems everything right and um yeah, i i it's funny i think with covid you probably came out one way or the other right i know some people that got into great shapes others that probably you know many of us probably ate too much i did a lot of that too but there was a lot of things that we kind of took out of covid um you know, for me, it was a great thing. I, I spent more time, you know, I, again, you have to start thinking of the positive, right? So anytime something negative comes up in my life, I start to think, okay, well, all right, this sucks. But what do I have to look forward to? So I had more time with my kids than I've ever had in my life. I, I, I tend to work a lot of hours. Um, and so, you know, I, I, I remember actually one morning, which I'll never forget. And it was earlier on in the shutdown. So it wasn't like I was going through um, a ton of issues at that point. But there was a lot of things we just didn't know about the virus and where we were going and all that stuff, but I remember being home, everything was shut down and um and I remember watching my kids get up and nobody was rushing to school. I wasn't taking anybody here there you know it was just everybody was just chilling, and we had breakfast together and I remember thinking like, you know what this day would have never happened right if if I didn't sit there and uh, have this pandemic because my life is busy, right? You know, between myself and my wife going to work and get the kids to school. You know, I'm, you have a, children as well. Logistically, my mornings are crazy. So all of a sudden, everything kind of stopped, um, and so we started to do a lot of things as a group, as a unit, um, and that was the biggest thing for me, even for my wife. Again, I I know for some people they probably went crazy. Um, and for us, though, it was in my household anyways, it was actually really, really nice. When I was called back to work and they were going to reopen everything, uh, I and listen, man, it was time. We had to go back and I was happy to go back. Um, but it's funny when they announced it. I remember my kids and my wife both coming up to me like, oh, my God, dad, you got to go back to work. I'm like, I know and part of it sucked because we really did enjoy so much family time, which uh, I never had before. And to be honest, I probably never will. I mean, my kids are getting older. And, you know, as they get older, I know that I'm going to have less and less time with them with whichever, you know, with every coming year. That's just what ends up happening. And I'm seeing that now. I mean, my daughter's almost 18 and, you know, between working and going out and all that sort of stuff, you just have less time with them. So in the weirdest of ways, it was great. Um, my wife and I, you know, we we started dating in high school and, you know, we were, I, I would say, um, very fortunate to after all the years these years to you know to still have a a great relationship and that that was awesome i mean that she's always was always there for me and that was a big thing as well so you know that unit gets you through and and i think a lot of you know i again i changed for sure over the last three years and i think a lot of it was kind of forced upon me because all of a sudden i'm home and you start having these discussions right all of a sudden i'm talking to my wife about this and that And again i'm not one that really talks about my feelings but all of a sudden I started to, and I, and in a lot of ways, it was a good thing, right? So, um, yeah, the the unit helps you. I mean, it's it, no different than running. You know, like I said, when I had a bad day or a bad race, it was that group of runners and that, I mean, you know, my core group that was the ones that were going to kind of lift me up. It's no different than when I think when it comes down in life, right? It's going to be your, your family. It's going to be, um, you know, your wife, your kids, parents, friends, whatever it is that's going to kind of get you out of, you know, the dumpster type of thing, right? Uh, and that's exactly what happened for me, so I was very fortunate to have people around me that I could do that with.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned like you got a lot, of, really dove into running, and you know we know so you know we know you as someone who hasn't run a lot of marathons. You've completed mm-hmm. two now, which is is you know commendable, and that's a, that's a big deal. It's, it's two more than most people run. No right? Question yeah, about yeah. that? fair enough. Um, yeah, we lose sight of that here on this show, and even I lose sure. sight of it because I talk to we people do. all the time. We run marathons, but yes. you lose sight of that sort of thing. Um So what about? Um, this distance has kind of attracted you to it. As someone who again, has family, who works a lot of hours, why not just focus on more like the 5K stuff? What what about the
1: longer distances have kind of sucked you in? It's hard, man. You know, and so for me, that's that's the... The challenge is everything, right? I, I think it's, again, whether it's, uh, you know, in your professional life a personal life, sporting life, whatever it is, it's the hard stuff that really makes you feel special when you get past that point. So for the marathon, um, that's what it was. Like I said, I always stuck to the, uh, you know, I did quite well when I was younger in in the shorter distances. And when I got into this, I started to realize just the, even throughout the races, right? I mean, you you get to these points where mentally it, it becomes so challenging. And if you get past that point, I mean, there's a reward that you get to that's just unbelievable, right? And so I am i don't know if I'm going to be these guys that are going to run 20, 30 marathons. I commend those people that can do that. I think it's great. Um, I'm not saying I got four or five in me, but I remember thinking, like, for me, I, I, I figured I probably have five or six in my life. And then I think I'll probably just, you know, stick with some halves and stuff, especially at my age. I think if I started younger it would be a little bit different. But I gotta get to Hold on, you keep mentioning your age. I'm looking at you right now. You're you're a young
0: guy. How old are wow. you, you, know Well, I'm forty eight. I'm gonna oh, be forty okay. nine I saying, you you are the, you are some you look younger than me, and I'm forty one. So but... kudos to you, obviously. <laughs> Maybe working in the salon helps. I don't know. I I certainly am not. That's for sure.
1: No, no. I'm not saying I'm old by any means. Listen, there's guys much older than me that do incredible things. But I also know, uh, you know, let's say when I was younger, I was able to do a lot more things. and, And, you know, I have to change in my life how I do things now, not only in the sense of timing, but also in the sense of my body, right? My body is not the way it was 20 years ago. And so I have to take that into consideration when I train, how much I train, the type of training I do, all these things really start to matter. I find pushing, you know, towards your kind of, you know, later years, right? I'm not saying you can't do it. Of course you do it, but um, there's, there's gotta, you gotta modify, right? Otherwise it's very easy to be injured at our age, right? There's just a lot of little things that pop up and that's a frustrating thing, but, um i find for me you know again there's still one major thing that i want to do in this distance um there's no doubt in my mind I know i don't want to sound cocky but there's no doubt in my mind i'll get there i know what i have to do to get there i just got to do it right and so i'll get there and, and i'm you're hoping you're gonna tell us what he know are you gonna, are you no, gonna lead us, you're gonna lead us to shore <laughs> and we can't drink <laughs> i don't want to sound so dramatic my goal was always so my goal was always to go sub three and i know that's A very difficult thing uh, to do. I know I can do it. There's no question in my mind. I I need a lot of things to go right. Um, When I was during my training in in COVID, I started to reach those numbers that made me really think about, yeah, you could probably do this, right? The guys that I was training with, coaches that I had started to kind of say, you know, you can totally start to look at this stuff. Now, again, I I was at a, a level of fitness during COVID because I had a lot more time. So I know I can get back to my covid f- fitness if you if you will. Um it's a little bit harder because I got a lot more things going on. Obviously, you know, when you're working it's very different than when you're not working. Um you know, when you're stuck at home it's a lot easier again to go out for a couple of runs. But I know I got to that level of running once. I know I can get there again. It's just a matter of I I have to just figure out a way to squeeze this stuff in. And after the last marathon that I had, in October, um, I'm very focused, probably more so than I ever have before. So and that's where, you know, how you asked me before, is it more f- are you driven for a result or not? Um, I think I am now. Like now that COVID's over, all the negativities behind me, and you know, all the other stuff I had to deal with is is over. Thankfully my body now seems to have recovered. I'm good, everything's okay. Um, so now it's all about training for me. It's all about uh, you know i have a marathon coming in uh, may that i signed up for so it's kind of stepping stone so my goal there would be you know to kind of sit around that you know 310 or sub 310 and I, again i know what i need to do and then after that you know we'll try the same like just chip away at it and uh, i know many people will will say you know i want to go sub 3 and they never make it dude i might be one of them and that's okay but again if you're not going to aim high right why bother so um just gotta put in the work. I realized so much more after Toronto. Uh, just little things that I probably should have done that I didn't do. And these are the things that kind of affect you in your race result, right? So I know what I have to do. It's just, just a matter of time, right? So
0: you bring up a great point. We'll talk about those little things in a second. Mm-hmm. You better believe I'm gonna follow up on that. But um <laughs> you bring up a great point, is that you know, at different points in our life, our motivations can change, right? So you say you're like you're sure. kind of more like yeah, goal focused right now. Whereas that, you know a couple of years ago, you you were less so. But it doesn't mean running any different in terms of like its effect on us. Also, doesn't change the way that we, um, you know, the amount of miles we do or how how even how even fit we are. Right. Our yes. motivations can change, um, but the end result may not change, which is kind of a really interesting concept. And I appreciate you bringing that up for sure. Um, after your spring marathon, mm-hmm. obviously you got hurt, and that those, those challenges certainly you didn't want to get hurt again. Right? right. So what changes did you make after the spring marathon that allowed you to be healthy coming into this one? And what were some of the things that you just alluded to, the changes that you want to make moving forward? Uh, besides just, you know, obviously getting in whatever kilometers you can every week while having it sustainable
1: for your your business and your family. Right. So, uh, you know, so I'm, again, this would probably be on the training side of things. I, I think I learned a lot as well. I, I started to really... F- you know, everyone tells you the same thing, you know, go easy on your easy days, go this, go that. And, you know, I, I think I fell into a trap like a lot of people do when it comes down to, you know, posting on Strava and this and that. And, and you you know, you start to look at your numbers and are they good enough and all this nonsense. And um, what I started to notice with some of the older guys that I actually follow that always seem to pull out really, really good results. And what I noticed with these guys was, Again, it wasn't, there's no showboating here, right? There's not, you know, they're not doing these crazy kilometer, you know, repeats or whatever. The the bulk is really slow slow running. It's an easy, easy pace running for the, you know, we all talk, hear about the whole 80-20 thing. But, you know, you hear, I know, I hurt, it was in one ear and out the other, man. And every time I start running, you know, the right song comes on and I lose all track of, you know, it was supposed to be an easy day and I go way too fast and I come back and I don't I don't care. But what I've realized for me now, and again, I, I'm not saying I'm old, man. I'm not, but again, the body is is aging a bit. So what I've realized is those easy days really, really work for me. And even since October, you know, I'm just kind of trying to build my kilometers back up now. Um, and what I've noticed is I'm able to actually run a lot more kilometers, which I need, because I need to build that. You know that uh, endurance more and more and more. I'm able to actually get to the kilometers that I need to. Let's say you know I, I'm trying to get to that you know COVID time I was running you know 115, 120. I know you guys are miles. I'm not even gonna attempt that. Um, But I remember you know for me getting to that 120 stage is a is a big thing. And if I can consistently do that, I just you 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 will be in much much better shape. The problem is you're not going to get there, or I won't get there if you're running too fast most of the time. And that's a big thing for me that I've really took me so long. I've read every book out there, man, but it took me so long to be disciplined enough um, to say, this is my task. So before I leave for every run now, I know that's exactly what I do. This is my job. So I, I will sit there most of the time, to be honest, when I go on any kind of easy runs, I don't need, you know, I'll take my watch with me, but I very rarely try to look at it. I really try to go by effort. I try to keep, you know, once in a while, if I'm looking, I try to keep my, you know, heart, heart rate down, these type of things. And so, you know, I really try to stress a lot of that. Even on my workout days, you know, I think I was pushing those way too fast. And they're not, it's not a race, man. So even that, there was just this rush that I would always get. And that's great for a 5K. And that's, you know, you know I think the problem, I, and that's where I kind of thrived as a kid. So I was always onto the faster stuff. And that's honestly what I enjoy. I love that feeling. But I've realized with the marathon, it's very, very different. And if you follow that sprinter or, or, um, mid distance mentality, it, it actually doesn't benefit you. It doesn't for me anyways. So I've really tried to focus now on being disciplined and just going really easy on my easy days. And even on my workouts, like, you know, I got my coach, he will give me my, uh, you know, my, my, my workouts to do. Um, and I was always, you know, always faster than my workouts. And I've realized with that, I got to kind of slow that down as well. There's no reason. It's not a race day, man. Take it easy. And, and your body tends to thank you for that over time, right?
0: So... A lot of great points. I think the kilometer conversion is around 65 to 70 miles a week, which is a, right. year, a lot of miles. So yes. kudos for you for maintaining that. No wonder um, you're continuing to get better and, and aiming for big goals and that kind of mileage. Is, if you can sustain it and stay healthy, that, that's an enormous deal, especially for someone who's mm-hmm. has a job and balancing a lot of work hours. That's for sure. Before we
1: get going, Dino,
0: Tell
1: what me. race you got coming up in May? So may I got, so Toronto, we have two. So we have the the waterfront one in October and we have um, another Toronto Marathon in the spring, uh, which I'm, uh, you know, I, I work with the, with this particular race uh, as an ambassador as well. So uh, it falls on my birthday. It, it, everything was just kind of lined up, right? So I, uh, yeah, so it'll be a good one for sure. So I think it'll, uh, I'll be ready to go. That's great. Dino, yeah. thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure. Pleasure is mine, buddy. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Love the show.